Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet journalist Andy Boyle, psychologist Rick Hansen, and speaker John O'Leary. Discover how each of these authors started asking big questions of others and of themselves in an effort to uncover how we grow into the people we are and what we can do when we're ready to change as adults. Plus, find out whose experience narrating took him back to his high school musical theater nerd days. Enjoy. Hi, this is Andy Boyle, author of Big Problems, a former fat guy's look at why we're getting fatter and what you can do to fix it. I wrote my book because as a former bigger dude, but still kind of big, there weren't that many resources that seemed to come from the vantage point of somebody who was a larger person. It seemed like everybody writing these health and fitness books had been healthy and fit their whole lives. So I wanted to be able to write one that can be helpful from the vantage point of having been a larger person most of my life. Not only that, but as a journalist, I'm always interested in the whys and hows of things. And I was kind of interested, how did I get so big to begin with? And why did I manage to lose all the weight when so many don't? So I decided I wanted to look into that and look at the science behind our bodies. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. It's really interesting to hear these sentences that were in my brain that I put into a word processor and will now be printed and also put out into the world But now this is a new kind of version of it. It's me saying it out loud. I can add inflection. I can do things because of the italics or because of how I wrote certain things or where commas are. I can actually make the words come alive. So it's a lot more fun. Not only that, but you can say a single sentence like 10 different ways. And so there is like some fun acting that I get to do going back to my days as a high school musical theater nerd. I realized I had trouble pronouncing words like either, neither. I don't know how I say them normally, so I would say neither or either. I am from the Midwest. I do not know if I refer to my dad's sisters as my aunts or my aunts without thinking about it, or the thing on the top of your house. Is it a roof or a roof? I do not know which way I say it when I'm speaking in conversation, but thankfully, I had very talented production folks who helped make sure I would say some of these words correctly. I also apparently can't say the word regularly, which is fun to learn that you've used that word many, many times in your book. Some might say you regularly used it. I'm excited that listeners will get to hear this book kind of come alive from the author. A lot of times when I listen to audiobooks, they're done by these incredibly talented actors, but they may not have had anything to do with the actual writing of the book, which is fine. That's not their job. And so it is really interesting when you get to hear an author actually say the words out loud. I actually have a bunch of audiobooks that Stephen King did, and I remember buying them and then groaning when I learned they had been read by Stephen King because I was like, ugh, I wanted some other person like Ray Porter or somebody else to read these. But Stephen King does an incredibly amazing job. He just does this in an incredibly fantastic way. And so whenever I can find novels that have been read by the actual author, it's really cool because they have so much control over the work, not only in the writing of it, 
but also in the acting of it, which is pretty awesome. And you'd be shocked. Stephen King does some voices. He's pretty good. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Ray Porter, but that's kind of like really easy because he's amazing. Whenever I'm looking through audiobooks and I see that he's the person who's read it, I'm just like, oh, I will listen to that and probably there will be amazing voices. But if he was unavailable, then I would probably go with like James Earl Jones, you know, obvious choice because I think he's probably the best person to read a book about health and fitness. You know, that deep booming voice will really get the point across that it's okay to go for long walks. And anybody else, Greta Gerwig, I just think she has a delightful voice and she just sounds so positive and happy. It'd be great to hear her read my work. She's too busy being an amazing director and making amazing movies, but hey, maybe she could take a couple days and narrate my audiobook. The last great audiobook I listened to was The Crossing by Michael Connolly, narrated by Titus Welliver. I'm a big Bosch head. I love crime novels. I love the TV show Bosch, and I've also always loved Titus Welliver as an actor. He appears in a lot of stuff, and he usually is like these strong supporting roles. If you look through his career, he plays like Russian gangsters. He plays guys in Boston. He just has such a large range, you know, (laughs) both kinds of actors, Russian gangsters and people in Boston. And when I hear him read the Michael Connelly Bosch books, they just come alive because I can see him as the actor saying these things. And, oh, it's just so fantastic. I also especially love when he does the voices of Mickey Haller which was portrayed by Matthew McConaughey in the uh, movie The Lincoln Lawyer, and he adds like this little Southern inflection. It's very nice. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is when I'm on a run. Runs can be really boring, especially if you're running outside when it's really gray out, which is nine months out of the year in Chicago. And listening to an audiobook just takes you away to a new world. It takes you to a new place, especially when the narrator is engaging and the writing is vivid, I kind of forget that I'm actually running. I also listen to audiobooks a lot while lifting weights. Usually when it starts to get really heavy, I need to switch over to music, but I just kind of like following the stories and listening to stuff like that. It really helps to get me going. Otherwise, I will play audiobooks and podcasts in the background while I'm making food or while I'm like maybe stretching or something like that at my home. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The most important day of my life involves my underwear. The fateful day happened in the tail end of 2013. I was working for the Chicago Tribune, which is a thing called a newspaper. If you've never been inside a newsroom, let me describe it to you. Imagine an insurance office, except with shorter cubicle walls and sad people everywhere. Now, imagine that everyone makes less money and is sadder. There, you now know how every newsroom looks. Hi, this is Rick Hansen, author of Neurodharma, New Science, Ancient Wisdom, and Seven Practices of the Highest Happiness. I wrote this book as the combination of the coolest, most cutting-edge neuroscience that's available, plus the wisdom of the ages, the perennial wisdom in all the world's traditions, particularly drawing on the original and very psychological teachings of the Buddha, 
and then applied again and again and again in really practical ways for developing an increasingly unshakable core of resilient well-being inside and moving forward in whatever way a person might want in their own personal path of awakening. If I had to describe what it was like to record this audiobook in one word, honestly, I would say fun. I want to give a shout-out to my producer, Scott Cresswell, Aaron Blank, who's overseen this whole process, and June, who ran the recording studio where I did this. It was a lot of fun, and I can say to anyone who's never sat down in a studio and read their book for three days in a row, it has made me much more appreciative of people who sing for a living, let alone, I can hardly imagine it, dancing around the stage. It's a physical activity, and you have to keep putting it out there. And if you make a boo-boo, they will tell you, rah-rah, your stomach is growling, or you really ought to say that sentence again. One thing that makes me really happy about having this book in an audio form is that it's particularly good, I think, to listen to. It's a book that benefits from kind of marinating in the feeling of it. And then when it comes to the experiential practices, for which you know, there are a lot of them, they're really good to sort of listen to meditatively rather than just read through them in the text. So I'm really particularly glad that I had the chance to read this book. And in the reading of it, I often felt I had some kind of relationship with the person, the being, who was going to be eventually listening to it. And I felt grateful to them that they would want to spend their time with me. Now, while I thoroughly enjoyed reading it myself, if I had to pick one or two other people to read it, hmm, Thich Nhat Hanh is someone whose soft, beautiful voice, English is not his first language, although he's perfectly fluent in it, just sort of carries me out. It's really touching. You can feel his heart. And as I say that, it brings to mind as well Tara Brock, whose being comes through her voice. So if I were to pick two alternate narrators, it would be Thich Nhat Hanh or Tara Brock. One thing I really appreciate about audiobooks is the ways that we can listen to them kind of wherever we are, commuting to work, exercising, cooking, washing dishes at home, just hanging out. It's really wonderful, I think, that we have so many different ways to access this kind of material. And also, it's useful to remember that humans did not have any kind of reading or writing until several thousand years ago. We communicated with each other, and we absorbed and then passed along wisdom entirely through auditory channels. And we might take reading and writing for granted these days, but it's helpful to appreciate how weird it is for the brain to, you know, track tiny weird squiggles and suddenly transform them into some kind of meaning inside. So listening and listening to books, even read by their authors, really touches something deep inside us. And I think it's a beautiful way to communicate with people and to learn and grow. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. I've hiked a lot in the mountains, and sometimes a friend farther up the trail has turned and looked back and encouraged me onward. Such a friendly gesture. Come join me. Watch out for the slippery ice. You can do it. I've often thought about those moments while writing this book, which is about the heights of human potential, about being as wise and strong, happy and loving, as any person can ever be. If those heights are like a great mountain, 
Awakening is the magnificent journey that carries you along toward the top. Many real people have gone very far up, the great sages and teachers throughout history, as well as others no one has heard about. And I imagine them turning with a sweet smile and beckoning us to join them. Hi, this is John O'Leary, the author of the book, In Awe. I wrote this book because as a speaker, I've been going to conferences, asking questions and getting very little participation. Frequently, adult leaders will sit with their arms crossed, looking down, looking at their watches, looking at their phones, somewhat disengaged. And yet, when I would leave that room and walk into a school building and I would ask questions of the kids, the hands would rise quickly. The eyes were looking up. The smiles were on their face. They were highly engaged, not only to the content in front of them, but to their lives in front of them. I noticed there was a profound need we all have not to get focused on all we don't have and the stress of the day, but to return to the mindset that kids have naturally. So that's why I wrote in awe to teach us again what it felt like to be a child and how we can return to it. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exhausting. Exhausting, I know, because I'm not a great reader. I love writing, I love speaking, I love sharing, I love running, I love traveling, but reading for me is hard. I have ADHD, I have dyslexia, I struggle reading even when it's quietly done at my home. So to read an entire book aloud is very, very hard but also incredibly rewarding. So while it was exhausting in some regards, it was also wildly satisfying. I realized I had trouble pronouncing just about every single researcher's name in my book. I did an awful lot of research to get this book perfectly, not only from an emotive standpoint, but also I wanted it to be highly researched, something that people could read and recognize and inspired and moved them emotionally, but there was practical data behind it. So every time as I'm reading through these stories and reading through the evidence, I'd come across a researcher and stumble through it and stumble through it and then stumble through it again. But over time, you eventually learn how to correct the wrongs, make the errors right and move forward better. I am proud that I was able to read this book myself, not have someone else take care of it for me, that I was able to stand for the entire recording session. And even though I left a bit exhausted and tired at the end of each day, I also left fulfilled, knowing that the work we do matters, the book we wanted to share will impact lives, and it will remind them that in spite of some headwind and challenges and negative headlines, the best of our journey remains in front of us. If I wasn't able to record my audiobook, I would cast one of two characters in this, either William Shatner, because I think he's got a hilarious cadence and I think his ability to deliver this book would be amazing, or I would cast my legendary Hall of Fame hero and friend, his name was Jack Buck. He's the finest announcer that ever was. He is about as great a man as I've ever met, and uh, to hear him read back these words would have been remarkable. I love listening to audiobooks while I drive. I spend an awful lot of time in my car, and rather than just jamming out on the radio or making phone calls, for me to be inspired through an author's work, their words, their inspiration, their knowledge while I'm driving is about my favorite place to listen to an audiobook. 
And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. The roar of the crowd seemed to envelop me. I walked over to the grand piano and settled myself at the bench, wiped the sweat from my forehead with my suit jacket sleeve, placed my hands over the piano keys, and took a deep breath. Noticing my heart racing, I could not help but wonder, how the heck did I get here? I was on stage at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, sitting at a piano, surrounded by more than 18,000 people. They were cheering for me, a guy with no fingers who was hoping to inspire them to imagine what was possible in their lives by doing something seemingly impossible on his own, playing the piano. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.